Hey there, Fellowship. Welcome to this week's episode. Before we get going, have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? Well, if you have an idea for a podcast and an audience that you think will listen, Anchor by Spotify is the right choice. You can record, you can edit, and you can distribute your podcast to all the major platforms all on your phone or your computer. Everything you need in one place. The Anchor app or anchor.fm. So go to those places right now. Record your voice. We want to hear it. And welcome to this episode of the Pretty Neat Podcast. Voice and modulation disorder is when you can't control the, the, the tone and or sound or audible sound of your voice. So it always sounds like you're talking in a very loud voice. Got this it. is me whispering. This is me yelling. This is me whispering sweet nothings into a loved one's <laughs> ear. I have voice and modulation disorder. Did he have this in a role or does he actually have this? Uh, no, I don't think he actually has this. I think this was a SNL. I, skit, I believe I, that he mistaken. actually has it though. <laughs> it's right. It's See, not I, a stretch. I went straight to Austin Powers after he gets defrosted and he's like one of the side effects is that he has trouble uh, controlling the volume of his voice and whether or not he has inner monologue, <laughs> which I struggle with on a daily basis, but that's because I'm alone most of the time. So I lose sight of whether or not I'm saying things or thinking them. <laughs> it's a weird quite... juxtaposition that uh, Dom and I are in the early midst of a dry January. Yeah. And Aaron was, uh, was drinking a angry orchard hard cider. Uh, it's funny you bring that up and I'm glad you did. I'm like fucking Regis Philbin over here. So I have, I have orange juice. If you can see that, uh, oranges from my grandmother's tree that I went and picked. And I said, I said, Grammy, cause that's what I call her. I'm 36. I said, are these, are these organic oranges? And she goes, I ignore this tree and it's pumped out all these oranges every single year. So if that makes it organic, yes. And I was like, that's fantastic. Um, I also have Topo Chico. Yeah. And I have uh, a different sparkling drink over here for when this one is empty. Um, the Regis Philbin joke is because when he hosted that show live with Regis and Kelly, he would have like 11 drinks in front of him. <laughs> that is such a strange reference. And it's so appropriate as well. I am. I'm all for it. Thank you. I'm all you for that. Do you find that like half your grocery bill every week is beverages? Uh, well, a, a good 70% of my grocery <laughs> bill today was meat, sir. So, so no, but, and I didn't pay my grandma for the oranges. So grandma, I'm taking these oranges. You don't give a shit about them. I'm taking these. No, she in fact said, will you come pick them and then either take them or throw them away? I don't care. And I was like, yeah, sure. So, but you know what? We just run it through the the little juicer that we got, and there's nothing in it. It is delightful. Mm. Nice. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Very nice. Freshly juiced. Freshly juiced. Yeah. I guess I should do like an intro type thing, huh? Yeah, I guess I should. (laughs) (laughs) Episode whatever number, freshly juiced. Freshly juiced. It's time for the Pretty Neat Podcast.
Welcome to the Pretty Neat Podcast, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. I have hot takes with nothing behind them, uh, but that's because I have my two friends. They're my backup uh, in the conversations that we we extrapolate upon on this show, uh, which evolve around UFC and other pretty neat things. I'm joined by my two very good friends, Mr. Ryan and Mr. Dom, who happy new year. Happy New Year to my two best friends. There, the I have. I really hope that we can go fifty-two for fifty-two this year every week. That it, should a, be the goal. It's a goal of mine. We've had lost episodes. Yeah, we've had found episodes. Yep, <laughs> we've had funky episodes. Uh, and you can go to the prettyneatpodcast.com where you can uh, click on all the links to get podcasts, to get merch. Uh, to get UFC cards. Uh, eventually, maybe we'll publish the list there. And you can also go to the mailbag and click that, and it'll email us. It's like magic. We actually have mailbag question to answer today, which might be part of the Sanctum of Truth, a new segment on the 2023 PNP outstanding that being said join the fellowship we love to talk to you guys we're on instagram not really anywhere else just email us and go to the website that'd be fun uh oh, i guess we just have to renew the new uh review re-recap or or look at the new years <laughs> I didn't watch the Bellator versus Ryzen card, which happened on New Year's Eve, returning the epic tradition of New Year's Eve cards uh, in the East. And apparently Bellator swept them, but I didn't watch it. I don't yeah, know. They I didn't went, even uh, know what was going on. They went 5-0 uh, and o against Ryzen in the main card. They were all decisions, by the way, which was interesting. Um, I didn't watch it either, so not going to speak intelligently about it, but I do know that it was Ryzen rules. So you could do stomps with the feet to a grounded opponent along with knees and kick and soccer kicks to grounded opponents in the head. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't a it, ring. It, it was a ring. As opposed to a cage. Uh, it was a boxing ring. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that's different. And, and Bellator went out and, and showed out. I mean, they were all UDs except for... Uh, Horiguchi? No, Horiguchi was a UD, but it okay. was uh, Archuleta, I think, was ah. a split decision. Um, but hmm. anyway. It's cool to see cross-promotion. It is cool to see cross-promotions, and I want to see more cross-promotions. And I think Dom had touched on this previously. Like Outside of the UFC, every other organization has to do that to create intrigue and want, mm -hmm. make us want to watch. That's true. And I wanted to watch it. I literally couldn't find how. It was on Showtime. It was just on Showtime. But here's here's the thing. The fact that you didn't know that is is maybe the biggest problem. And it's kind of the other thing boxing has wrong with it right now, other than one of their biggest stars hit a woman over the weekend. Um, uh, well, the same thing could be said about UFC, actually. <laughs> sure could. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I am in the the camp of the UFC should do some sort of cross promotion. I'm not saying they should let Francis Ngannou fight the heavyweight champ of Bellator. 
or Islam fight the lightweight champ of Bellator. That's silly. But I, I think there is something to be said for some sort of cross promotion. I think so. Why too. wouldn't we do that? Dude, Just because it's not, not going to be competitive. You know who has this figured out is soccer. Yeah, soccer Dude, yeah. has it down. You were European right. soccer has this figured out, and it was well, not even just European because technically, um, you know, they have the Copa America and the Concacaf that the the uh, MLS teams play in. Um, they have the FA Cup, the Football Association Cup, where every level of pro team and semi pro team in England plays each other in a massive tournament. Um, so you do sometimes get Manchester City playing some little fucking podunk towns soccer team at that team's grounds which is not as big as wherever yeah. city plays so it's like soccer figured this out a long time ago they figured out ways to make the cross promotion some of the most compelling stuff in all the sports and i'm not talking about the world cup but the uefa champions league it yeah. feels like and and there is no football american football or basketball equivalent uh as far as like mm -hmm. No, the way there's not enough other basketball teams in the world to make that compelling for basketball, or I think the NBA would do it. Um, and then baseball is working on their version of a world cup, which I think is smart because that's a, a more global game. So mm -hmm. the UFC, it does feel like they're missing an opportunity here. Although I don't know what the fuck do I know? No, you, you, you're, you're onto something because yes, baseball is much more of a world sport as well. Basketball. We just had that conversation on the bus to the stadium on Sunday. Yep. You could argue that the three best players in the NBA are European. Yeah. Um, and the UFC, which. <laughs> what, what, what did we say last week? That there's only uh, one American Al champion Al yep. in the UFC and the rest mm -hmm. are all european or brazilian like that's fucking wild mm -hmm. so why don't we do something like that and, and in fact hey Aaron had said something about doing uh i think one fc because one fc got approved in the u.s and how cool would it be if demetrius johnson was flyweight champ of one cross promotion fighting brandon moreno for oh, ufc yeah. like <laughs> like that right, would for be the rad. ufc belt and that's where did Dom oh. say that was the wild card for the flyweight division? I did, yes. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, how did you know that? Um, <laughs> Demetrius not like Johnson. It's gonna, not like it's going to happen uh, unless this whole uh, Dana White scandal turns into a really big ordeal and needs to oh my uh, gosh. deflect. <laughs> First of all, the news, and I hate, to, I hate to position it this way, I do, but the truth is the truth. That broke at a time when the sports world is focused on something completely different, which is oh, fortunate yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very fortunate for him. And frankly, because he came out and did that video the way he did and because of what his wife said, this is mm -hmm. unfortunately unfor or unfortunately, or I will choose to take the road that I haven't been in their marriage for 30 years. Not that I in mm -hmm. any way, shape or form condone anyone hitting anyone outside of an octagon or a boxing ring, but right. Um, it's an, it's going to be a non-story by tomorrow afternoon for yeah. better or worse. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, and it's one thing when right. there's, and there it's, it's one thing like when there, when you really don't have any context, right? Like if that video started a second before he slapped his wife in the face, then Dana White's, you know, in a massive amount of trouble. I mean, he, she hit him first. 
Like, mm. I mean, first of all, you see that very clearly that that she swats him in the face and she's he swats her back, which shouldn't have happened. It should have been grab her, take her out. Of course. Like, but like I think of some of the fighters who who kind of came out and like were like, hey, you don't hit anybody unless you're willing to get hit back. And like they're all getting attacked for it, but then they're getting like they're standing their ground and people are standing with them frankly I, I don't side with anybody who chooses violence especially against somebody who you supposedly trust of course um but geez you're right about it being wrong time though because monday uh, yesterday monday night football i mean talk about horrifying yeah um is there any updates on him i don't think so he's he's not in good shape um yeah, that's a. Uh, his uncle says he's fighting and is in good hands. Yeah, it doesn't sound scary. Good. Um, it's funny. So Ryan and I went to the Rams Charger game, or I should say the Charger game on Sunday. And uh, <laughs> at one point, I think I looked at you and I was like, "It's it's amazing people don't get hurt on every play." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And then. Uh, you see something like that and it's, it's just, I mean, he, the thing is like that, that receiver from Cincinnati's shoulder went right into his chest. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was bad. <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, <laughs> it was the Shane Burgos and Johnny Walker knockouts, especially cause he like, I think it was up. worse than that. Cause his heart stopped. <laughs> yeah. Substantially worse. visually i'm saying you know takes it and stands up and to to the point we were just saying so we have ufc fight night next saturday the 14th that will get the exact same viewership that it was going to get no matter what whether the dana white video happened or not that's just the Mm -hmm. way that's that's the fact of the matter whether we like it or not I, i you know i don't know that's the truth that is the truth so I have a story to tell you and and Ryan I don't I'm curious to hear your perspective on this. Okay. So about and 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 whether you could tell or not. So about twice a year um I get what can only be described as a debilitating migraine. And mm-hmm. with about 3 minutes to go in the first quarter of the aforementioned Charger Rams game on a scale of 1 to 5, 5 being the worst, I realized I was at about a 2. Mm. Um, which is still pretty rough. And then they shot that fucking cannon. (laughs) And uh, I went to about a three and was somewhere between a three and a four for the rest of the game. And then when we were on the bus going back, listening to that family argue about whose mac and cheese or chili was better. And I am certain I could cook a better both of those dishes than (laughs) any of them. Uh, which I think you also made the comment and is very likely true. I was in a full on, there is a real chance I vomit all over these people. <laughs> um, um, I did not. I did okay. not know that. You can tell me if you did, if you noticed, I didn't want to no. say anything cause I didn't want to be that guy, but it was, whew, it was bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's, I did not know. I, I honestly thought that you were disheartened by the way that the Rams were playing. And the nope. game was not as competitive as, as we had hoped it would have been. No, sir. So that sucks. No, I was I'm like, sorry. I was really having, a, I was, 
I was like standing and I was like, I, I really hope someone catches me if I fall over. It was, and then I was, I, I don't know if you, I, it probably looked like I was asleep in the back of your car. I was not, I was doing everything I could not to vomit profusely everywhere. Wow. Um, well, you yeah. did a great job. Thanks. You did, a, you did a great job. Um, just in case you did throw up, it's weather tech mats back there. We could have just washed them off. It would have been right. I had a plan. I, I was going to pull my hoodie, like the bottom of my hoodie up and let it go into that. So I could just take that off and throw it out the window. <laughs> I had thought that much through. Uh yeah. Oh uh, no. Well, yeah. um, you didn't. So no, I sure didn't. <laughs> so that was good. And and in hindsight, that's uh that's very impressive. Because that's, no, that's, uh, that, that's that is not the point of me telling you that story. <laughs> I was just curious to know if you could tell or not. No, not at all. Not hmm. at all. Okay. Um, I I had a different take. I thought it was like, oh man, this kind of sucks. We're going to this game, and it's like it's not even competitive right? stop it's saying it wasn't competitive second. okay because until until the second half it was competitive all right <laughs> okay fair. <laughs> after the first half it just wasn't competitive for no. some of the time the score was close that what is actually that is factual yeah what was the stadium like it was great i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> it was great um we meandered around went into the pro store i bought a yeah. hat a cool 50, hat. I remember that. Dollars. Um, we SoFi. Yep. Yes. Yeah. We were walking around on the main concourse, and we approached the dead end. And uh, event event staffer was like, "Hey, do you know where you're going?" I said, "No." What are you trying to do? I said, "We're looking for food." And uh, he's like, "Well, this is the VIP area." I said, "Okay." Well, cool. he well, he said, "I have a proposition for you guys." Yeah, he did. <laughs> He did. I was like, yeah, cool. Well, uh, he's like, where are you sitting? And we saw, I was like section 438. He's like, Oh, you're, you're up there. Well, which was not true by the way. No, mm -hmm. that was, those were good seats. No, they were the pictures you guys sent. Shit. No, that, that wasn't from our seats. That was, that was on the main course. course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. He's like, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, 30 bucks a head, I'll get you into the VIP section. And I was like, and then Dom goes, well, what would you get? <laughs> yeah what do you yeah. get for 30 bucks he's like well it's a lounge uh it's got a better bar and and uh better food and we're nice. like uh so did you bribe this guy i or said did you get no he no, just he offered proposition it. To us <laughs> i said are they better seats and he goes no it's kind of standing room only so you get in where you fit in and here's the thing he could have lied and been like yeah they are better seats and i'd have been like 30 bucks yeah like hell yeah we're there right you have a seat no no problem the main concourse? <laughs> yeah right here you go here's a hundred dollar bill yep um that wasn't the case and you know we turned around and then actually we went up to the main section where we where we were sitting and i heard another event staffer asking another person the same thing oh you did I did. Okay. But it wasn't just like a one-off situation i wonder if that's something they do yeah on the regular guaranteed Interesting. That was not an experience I had the other time I was there when I didn't have a debilitating migraine. Although at the time of this interaction, my head was fine. Um, so mm. interesting. Dang. It's because we couldn't find you enough meat. <laughs> so I don't know. I, meat. I went back and forth on that. I got home and ate a bunch of beef jerky, some berries. Um, <laughs> that helped. And then I ended up taking Tylenol, which I don't love to do, but. Yeah, and then you got, to, you got to at about 10 30 at night, I was sitting on the couch wide awake, completely fine. So 
<laughs> as, as as these things often go. Um, yeah. Speaking of meat, I saw your your my dom section of your freezer. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I I do a butcher box, and um, nice. because I'm really the only person that eats red meat in my house of two, um, <laughs> it adds up. So as you were saying, like, yeah, I ate, I ate some uh, sirloin steak and two eggs for breakfast. I was like, yeah, I'm about to make an omelet and cook uh, one of these <laughs> bad boys. Yep. And um, it was great. And then we had our traditional family uh, good luck dinner because my mom's side of the family is very superstitious. And uh, my grandmother, uh, who's no longer with us, uh, my mom carries it on in spirit. And we've done this for as long as I can remember where we have like certain foods that represent health, wealth, and prosperity. Hang on. Good luck for what? For the year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good luck for the year. Got it. So um, a few years back, I was trying to research this. I was like, what the hell does, where does this come from? And it is a, a straight up, like you immigrated and you moved to the Midwest. And this was something that people did. And they don't really have like a specific origin, but if you recall, and you may not have because you're trying not to vomit in the back of my wife's Subaru, I'm on the way back from the stadium that uh, I was commenting to, to Cliff like it was strange, like three dudes that went to a football game. We were all completely sober. I, I do remember that. And in fact, I remember Cliff, I, I think, I feel like you said something to Cliff, like, I'm surprised you went to a football game and didn't drink. And he yes. said, me too. <laughs> Yes, which sort of implies that he has no control over whether or not he drinks at all. <laughs> it's 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 uh it's a thing that we have so much experience because we went to Charger games at Qualcomm for so long, so mm -hmm. consistently that we had the routine. We spend the night at their parents' house when they lived in Rancho Bernardo the night before. Yeah, we left at eight. We brought food to make on the grill. We had a twelve pack of Coors Light. And then we went into the stadium and would continue to drink until they stopped serving alcohol at the end of the third quarter. So the fact that we got there, got there early, got into the stadium two hours before the game started, did not buy one beer, right? Obviously, you and I both had commitments to not drink. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking, hey, Cliff, fucking go crazy. Go ham, right? You can do as much as you want. I'll, I'll buy you all the beer you want. This was, you know, somewhat of a, small gift for him because he'd never been to SoFi before and mm -hmm. and he just didn't and I was surprised so I made a comment on the way back that this is a uh, you know not normal um for you to not drink and he's like yeah I have a 12 pack of Coors original and black eyed peas waiting for me at home because his family which is also uh a mass conglomeration of like uh Western European uh nationalities uh, would do something similar on New Year's Day. Um, but for him, there's a slight tweak. He only drinks Coors Original in long neck bottles. And then he has to eat at least two spoonfuls. Maybe it's one spoonful of black eyed peas. So I, I remember <laughs> that. Okay. Sort of. And I remember really struggling with whether he had said black eyed peas or not. He did. <laughs> and then I thought, well, there's no way he's gonna like listen to the Black Eyed Peas music. Oh, he would. <laughs> so then I thought he must be eating it. And then I thought, I have no, I don't understand, I don't know anything about the dish Black Eyed Peas, where they come from, or whatever. So I, you know, Cliff is the type of guy 
You're just like, so oh, Cliff's is doing something. Okay. Cliff. <laughs> Cliff is one of those guys who doesn't give a fuck, but not in the way that most people do. Cliff is just living his life, man. And, and in the best way. And at one point I looked at him, I said, Cliff, what do you, what do you do for work? And he goes, well, I'm retired now. Yeah. And that was all I was going to get unless I kept, mm-hmm. you know, digging for it. And yeah. then, and I had like a millisecond conversation in my head. Like, do I leave it at that? Or do I ask him? <laughs> yeah. So he, he had, he went to UCSD. He got uh-huh. a degree in engineering. Then he went back and got his master's in business management. He never really used his engineering degree. He worked for HP right out of college. He told me he that. Stayed, he stayed with them for a long, long time. Was a upper management, um, turned himself into a project manager. And eventually HP changed the way that they did business. Um, he had a severance. Mm-hmm. Then he worked for Teradata, which is just uh, a huge like data analytics. Server X and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and did that for a period of time. And then it was like, you know, the writing was on the wall. They were kind of going, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. And definitely it's wrong, if I'm being honest. Hey, we, uh, you get paid too much. Um, and we're going to go, we're going to pay younger people less money because they don't have the experience that you do. And he had, you know, done so well for so long. It's like, I'm just going to retire. And that's what he did. Literally in between HP and Teradata, he took two years off and all he did was play poker. I was going to say, why isn't he just a pro poker player at this point? I mean, he goes and plays a lot of poker. I Um, mean, I, yeah, I haven't played in uh, forever, but I have played half a dozen, if not a dozen tournaments with Cliff. Yeah. yeah, I haven't played in forever, but I remember playing that much with him at the time. And that's the thing. Cliff has rules for everything. I was, I was telling Dom like Cliff's rules for football, right. And Cliff's rules for going to football games. He also has rules about poker, right. And he's, he's read just about every single pro poker players book on strategy and tournament play. It's just, it's what he does is he's what he's passionate about. He just does to Dom's point. He just lives his life. Yeah. This is what I want to do, so I'm going to do it. He's the worst I, person yeah. to buy gifts for because you don't whatever he wants, he just gets. <laughs> he maybe I shouldn't have said he doesn't give a fuck because he cares about people. That's very clear. Absolutely. But he he's going to do the things he likes, and that's. <laughs> but he does it in a way that's endearing. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, he's a uh, super mild mannered yeah. until you get him like a little loosey goosey, and then you get some inner. Mm-hmm. The inner sanctum comes out. Anyway, um, <laughs> your point. He does care about people. I was dating at the time my girlfriend for a few months. I who is, who is his daughter? Who is his daughter? Who is now yeah. my wife? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at my car. He's like, "Your your tires are bald," and I was like, "Yeah, I just started ADT." So this is 14 years ago. <laughs> like I, I don't have enough money to get new tires. And then he took me to America's Tire Company and bought all four <laughs> new tires and alignment and made sure that everything was uh, well-maintained. And I was like, I, I, I can't pay you back right now. He's like, it's fine. Just pay it forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the kind of people that Cliff and Patty are. Yep. 
I can nope. see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly, like a, a good, a good time to go to a football game with. And he would, I ended up sitting in the middle and he would every now and then he would just say something like pretty insightful. He, he wasn't <laughs> missing, you know, I don't know. He's an observant guy. He's going to, he's going to let the world, he's going to let the game come to him, you know, which yeah, I can, I can appreciate. I, I told him he was out of practice because he didn't bring his binoculars because, uh, but then at the same <laughs> time, he wouldn't have had anything to look at because there were no cheerleaders on the field. Accurate. Um, <laughs> which he commented on. He did. He said, where are the cheerleaders? I should have brought my he binoculars. Did. And I was like, well, you know, we haven't been to a game in a while. You're a little out of practice. And he's like, yes, this is true. Actually, I think the last game we went to, we went to a Chargers Seahawks game in Seattle when we were moving mm -hmm. um, my brother-in-law up there uh, after he graduated from college. And that was the last time I think either of us went to a football game together, which was awesome. That was also a Chargers victory. Um, <laughs> but uh, under different circumstances, at that point in time, we were at the very, very, very top last row of uh i don't remember what whatever shithole stadium the seahawks playing <laughs> they do have the bird though which is cool they have the bird they also have uh it's not a cannon but i think all stadiums now teams have like this gimmick shtick the rams thing. don't no 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 nope. gong no uh no cannon no nope. drum no i, war I found like the vikings I found the uh, cannon to be a little bit obnoxious. Now, they have the cannon at Qualcomm too, but I don't know because it's a little bit, it's not at the field level. It just seemed much, much so louder. Cliff was telling, so Cliff also, the person to his right, who was not me, shifted three times before the game started. And then he ended up kind of making friends with the guy sitting next to him. And he was explaining to him that in San Diego, the cannon used to be on a ship in the water. What? Mm, did it? He's, here's the thing. I don't know if it was or wasn't, and I'm sure as fuck not going to argue with him. But also, Qualcomm was not really close to the water. So I it figured maybe they just like broadcast a video of it or something. I mean, I feel <laughs> like maybe he's referring to Petco, but why would the Padres have a cannon? Because that they, is... The Padres do not have a cannon, and no. that is right by the water. Yeah. That is an excellent stadium as well, man. Yeah, Petco um, is good. That is good. Get that ocean breeze mm -hmm. sitting on the third base side. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, anyway, we uh <laughs> we just did a huge sidetrack on Cliff and and Patty and and both of their unique, amazing natures. Uh, so I feel good about that. Yeah, um, yeah I do too. Okay. And we need to talk just quickly about the is it did we say is it Morgan or Megan? It's Megan. I said Morgan okay. like several times. Got it. And then I said it to my wife when I got home and she's like, you mean Megan? I was like, oh shit, is it Megan? <laughs> it was Megan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering, and I wonder if you feel the same way. Were the cheerleaders replaced for that game for a, a octet? And it wasn't eight. Um, it might've been about eight. I think it was about six okay. of of Morgan lookalikes. Megan and that, yeah, Megan. Why do I keep saying Morgan? 
So I feel like it, it needs to be Morgan. Is it possible they were cheerleaders in costume? Now, it's feasible, but would the Charger girls have all just all blonde cheerleaders? I believe those were wigs, and I think they were wearing okay. masks. Uh, okay. Then you might be right, but I, I feel like there would be more than six um, cheerleaders for a team. If Likely. I remember correctly, the Charger cheerleaders in Qualcomm would go to each corner of the stadium, mm-hmm. and they would be in groups of like four to five or more, and yeah. they would do their synchronized dancing. Um, and the fact that we didn't see them, that was, was strange. But at the same time, like, there's a lot to look at in in SoFi Stadium. So much. Not to, to mention look at. like the field level suites. And then you can just pan to any number of celebrity like Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee and his Tommy giant crew. Just <laughs> he was just moving the camera with his dick. He just had yeah. his hands up like this, and the camera was going up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a you know, it was great homage. They played uh Kickstart My Heart uh, yep. before the kickoff, which was great. And, you know, uh, I was telling my wife, it, it felt like, it felt like the in-game experience that you get at, uh, we said this on the ride home too, but the in-game experience in Staples Center. Yes. And I've only been to one Lakers game, but every Kings game I go to, they always have these television breaks or they do uh, official breaks and they have something that they do with audience members. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember, but back in the day when it still was Staples, they had an app. And they got rid of it because obviously it's probably an infringement on personal uh, privacy. But you could put in your... Hey, this is America in 2022. Nobody cares about personal privacy. You could put in your seat number and they had so many cameras in the rafters that these cameras would just take pictures of you throughout the game to get your genuine reaction at different points in the game. And we did that twice. And it was amazing. Staples Center had that? Yes, it was hmm. quite some time ago. And, and then the it wasn't the last time or the time before that, but we went and my wife tried to pull it up on her phone. And it just it didn't exist anymore. Interesting. So, but that was fun because you get caught up in the moment and everybody gets a little nostalgic for capturing memories. Um, and that was fun, but also a little creepy, right? Because somebody hypothetically could just put in your seat number and then have them take pictures of you throughout the game, and then they're going home to do God knows what. Yeah. Um, and and likely are. That's maybe that's why they don't do that anymore. I was not aware of that, but every time I went to Staples for a, a basketball game, I'm I'm typically like when I don't have a killer migraine, I'm pretty pretty focused on the game, to be honest. Even I go to a ton of baseball games, like I watch the game. I'm not really there to socialize, you know. Yeah. Um, which is why like the the chargers did a little bit of it where they had you could scan a QR code and then like take a selfie or like live stream yourself to the jumbotron. Did you catch that? Yes. Um, the Rams had a version of it that was like an AR where you could do it, you could be like watching the game through on your phone at the stadium, which is fucking stupid. And they would have like AR. Not interesting things like advanced stats or whatever, but like emojis and 3D modelings of Aaron Donald. Um, I don't do any of that because I want to watch the game. If I wanted to also be on my phone, I could just stay home. Um, 
True. Mm-hmm. Having but, said that, I, I it's been too long. I, I think I remember Steve. I haven't been to a Laker game in probably three or four years. Um, maybe a little more subdued in stadium experience than SoFi. And I got to be honest with you, the the in-game presentation between the Rams and the Chargers is real similar. Oh, real, real similar, which makes sense because they're working with the same technology and hardware, right? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, it was great. I mean, yep. all great. Uh, real quick, a quick aside. We were talking about uh, Black Eyed Peas, right? And we're like, well, what does that mean? Uh, so the practice of eating Black Eyed Peas for luck is generally believed to date back to the Civil War. Originally, they were used for livestock, food for livestock, and later as a food staple for enslaved people in the South. Because of the lowly reputation, the Union Army troops of General Sherman ignored the fields of black-eyed peas while raising or stealing other crops. During the harsh winter, the Confederate soldiers survived on the remaining black-eyed peas, promoting this humble and nourishing legume into a symbol of fortune and prosperity in the American South. Got it. And the things that you eat with it, which we do, greens, which represent paper money, and the peas <laughs> represent coins. Okay. Um, in some areas, cabbage is used in place of greens. Cornbread represents gold. Uh, let's see. That's about it. My so I assumed, eats, if I'm being honest, they were a southern dish, but I, you know. Yeah. And my family also eats uh, sauerkraut, which I think is supposed to be for health. Um, and that is going back to when I was a very small child. And I hated it. I would bury it in my mashed potatoes. Oh, I love sauerkraut. And now I went and got a second helping of sauerkraut and finished the remaining sauerkraut portion. (laughs) Of course, that has its origins in Germany, but. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very downside. (laughs) Oh, that's where that comes from. (laughs) It's Spanish German of the Zeit. (laughs) <laughs> Sau- sauerkraut is just German uh, kimchi. kimchi. <laughs> Aaron, what was your thing that lasagna is just Italian cake or whatever? Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's Italian enchiladas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is more Italian enchiladas. That's true. Spaghetti flavored cake. Spaghetti flavored cake. <laughs> that was a fun diet. I was like, I brought it while you guys were talking about that, uh, which was interesting, of course. Uh, but I also was looking at UFC. I wasn't uh, paying attention at all. And <laughs> well, that was interesting. But uh, while you guys were uh, going off on your tangent, I was bringing yeah. up actual things to talk about. Ryan, let's uh, talk more about stuff we did that Aaron wasn't involved in. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, I just like pulled up UFC.com. I was like, you know what? The 30th anniversary just got announced. So I'm going to look at the website and look at the merch. It's literally a shirt. <laughs> a hat and a it's hoodie. Just a shirt. Do you like see who if you go to their 30th anniversary UFC.com slash 30, you see who who is weighing in there, Aaron? Is that Connor McGregor? Of course it is. Which if I'm not mistaken, last last week or the week before, you said something along the lines of he is not like a <laughs> you basically said he's not like a big star for them or something. And well, no, he's not a com- con- contender. He's not a contender. That's not what you said, but it doesn't matter. Um, they have a cool hoodie. Well, is this hoodie cool? I don't know. It's not $800 like the replica BMF belt. No, which is a throwback to the first line of our very first episode. Yeah. Uh, one of the, uh, did you see they announced Derek Brunson's going to fight Drickus Duplessis? Yes. We talked about it on the bus. It's going to be good. 
That's going to be a good one. Adrian Giannis and Rob Font is going to be good, too. That's going to be so Jeez. good. Cody Garbrandt's coming back in March also. What? Yeah, March At, 4th. Uh, bantamweight or flyweight? Uh, flyweight again, I think. No way. Uh, I, I didn't see who he was fighting. Uh, is that the... What? Is that the... March 4th? UFC uh, 280... 285? Something like that? Is that it? Yeah, March 4th is 285 at T-Mobile. Yeah. So Garbrandt's on... That's the... Uh, the uh, the Derek Brunson Duplessis fight is on the same card. Interesting. So they're getting that one up. Some some fun ones. Uh, there was another. I mean, Rome, we already talked about it, but Marvin Vittori and Roman Delize. Yep, that's a great fight. That's a great fight. That's and a is, great is fight. yeah, and Cheeto Corey Sandhagen in February eighteenth. So good. Which I don't that- feel like we've talked about. That was unexpected. That was unexpected. unexpected for Cheeto to take that fight because I feel like he's much more no. highly valued than Corey Sanhagen. I point. agree with you, but what else is he gonna do? Yeah, I, think I mean, he's the match clearing the division before he even has the belt. Like if he if if he gets all the way up there, like and let's say Sean O'Malley wins, and there's no rematch. And Cheeto fights him in 2023, and Cheeto's going to fight Jan probably to get there. And Aljamain well, is Jan even going to be with the UFC? I don't know. Did he? He has, he does not have a fight booked. Wasn't there talk about him leaving? No, oh, like going to Eagle FC or retiring or some shit. If I'm mm. not mistaken, well, maybe. I don't think he was happy with the decision. No. No, I mean, in the moment, I didn't think he. I, I think I, I would. I felt the same that he did. I thought he won the fight. In the moment, mm-hmm. yeah. In the moment, in yeah. the moment. That is unlike the Patty Pimblet fight, where I can rewatch it and be like, I can see Sean getting this. I can't see Patty getting it, getting that last one. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of sour decisions, um, the Magomed Ankalaev and Jan Blahovich decision uh wasn't what we expected it to be that's for sure no um and but we did get a mailbag question about it uh and about how rogan responded to it and it uh went into a couple of other things that i think are worth talking about (laughs) um at least for fun that's for sure uh and to do that, I feel that it is appropriate that we enter a new place on the PNP. Whoa. Is oh Stephen Hawking is here. Is this <laughs> got him? Is this uh Comertage or the Printing Podcast? I mean, it can be both, right? Uh so I want to address Ryan's message in the mailbag. Thank you for mailing Ryan. And uh, you know what? Uh your comment 
basically was talking about how Joe Rogan kind of sided with Jan Blachowicz about the decision with Magomed Ankalaev. You know, just kind of like, yeah, I didn't see you winning either, man. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> just kind of how he t- treated Jan Blachowicz in his uh, disappointment at the performance. Uh, it felt a little bit leading, you know? I, I mean, I felt that there was a great argument for Jan to have won that fight. And the way he responded, like, made him look like such a loser afterwards. And I could see how Joe Rogan kind of pulled that, was, like, going for the drama of Magomed got robbed with Jan. (laughs) And that seemed kind of unfair, considering this guy just went through uh, a fucking war. Uh, And you know what? That's what these guys do. They go out there. They put their body on the line. They get ripped apart. Uh, just like other sports. Uh, but unlike other sports, there's uh, seem to be ripe opportunity to take advantage of these fellas. Uh, and that seems to be the case in a lot of ways regarding pay, regarding benefits, re- regarding keeping these guys, regarding taking one bad moment in time and, and making it their career sometimes. Uh, but anyway, I just, there's a lot to extrapolate. I mean, this was a mega question. Um, Mm -hmm. we should break it down. Right. So So, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, so he starts off saying that he, in his perspective, he saw Jan trying to be a good sportsman and raising Magomed's hand. Um, I seem to recall Jan saying, give him the belt, give him the belt, Mm -hmm. which would be an indication that Jan thought Magomed won. Yeah. Now, uh, Ryan, not me. <laughs> yeah, other Ryan. Who emailed this, seemed to think that it's 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 not that it's disingenuous, but it doesn't seem to be good decision making to interview people that have just experienced a lot of head trauma. That's where <laughs> I fall on it. I think that's valid. <laughs> yeah. I think that's valid. Um and I will say this, right? Not to play both sides, but Joe is not an impartial um, judge. He's a commentator. He's mm-hmm. meant to give his opinion. So if he says, yeah, I think Magomed won the fight too. That's that his, is his opinion. Job. And that's just one person's opinion. He just happens to have a motherfucking microphone. And he's able to say it whenever he wants. Um, there are other instances. I can remember many times him saying to a fighter, Watching the fight, we weren't sure you did enough to win. The mm-hmm. judges thought you did. What do you think? Which yeah. one? What? I mean, he asked Sean O'Malley that against Piotr Jan. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure O'Malley said something along the lines of, yeah, I think I won, but I'm going to have to go back and watch the fight. He did say that. And that, yeah. that's a great answer because, one, yeah, you're a fighter. You're going to want to say, yeah, I won. But, hey, I need to look back and have an unbiased, an unvarnished, opinion of this as opposed to me in the fight yeah mm-hmm. and so i mean what he said about yawn being out of it that's true um joe saying took the opportunity to insert his opinion that's his job right the the comparison to the nfl okay so it starts to get in the weeds a little bit because the nfl and the nfl pa which is a players union which the ufc does not have because they're all contractors imparts rules so that people that have had head trauma do not get interviewed so that they don't 
say something in that type of state to mm. damage their reputation? Uh, mm. I would alter that only slightly to say that they don't damage the brand of the UFC, but your point is well made. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the NFLPA does. They have regulations. They have a collective bargaining agreement with the NFL to set forth these, these rules of the road, quote unquote, and they bargain that every couple of years. Yep. The UFC doesn't have that, right? These are all independent contractors. So at the end of the day, you know, Mm -hmm. Ryan is correct. They're to a certain degree, they're, you know, they're in a rock and a hard place. This is what you have to do. Hey, at the end of the fight, we may interview both of you. So be available. Um, that doesn't mean that Jan could have just walked out of the cage. He could have, right? We see that plenty of times. Yeah. I'm upset. I don't want to talk to anybody and they just walk out because typically you're only going to interview the champion. And it's not until recently in the last couple of years where the loser on these big title fights that they, they look to interview these guys. I mean, for fuck's yeah. sake, they interviewed Conor McGregor after he broke his goddamn ankle. Well, well literally with his leg in two pieces, and yeah. he didn't represent himself super well there. Mm-mm. Honestly, everything you're saying is, is uh, this. Here's a hot take for you. This is kind of my opinion on some of the Kanye stuff. I don't mm-hmm. particularly agree with anything Kanye says about damn near anything in the world. But it doesn't seem like he's mentally stable. So why are you sticking a fucking microphone <laughs> in his face? Because it gets clicks. That's why you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're. Just what, hoping what is to the, ramp up a rematch or something. Like, What is the word I'm looking for? You are, you are taking advantage of someone in the, in the case of the fighter who has sustained what we will probably look back in a few years and say is major, major head trauma consistently for 25 minutes from a world-class fighter. If one of us got punched in the face hard enough one time, we could not have a 90-minute conversation on this show, much less in front of 20,000 people live and millions of people on TV with one of the most famous people on earth asking you the question. And you don't even, you, you are not a native English speaker. Like we are asking so much of these fighters in those interviews that it's like, for what, what are they going to say? One way or the other, we do the call out thing now when they're all, they're all hopped up on adrenaline when they've won, whatever, if they want to keep doing that, that's fine. But you want to hear Tony Ferguson after he gets kicked in the face by Michael Chandler? (laughs) No, Nope. No, we, we are. What is the word I'm looking for? We are not objectifying them. We are. We are though. <laughs> no, no, it's not that, not that, not that though. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're taking advantage of them or, or someone is whether we're doing it or not. Ryan yeah. carry on. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know that there was much journalistic or commentative value uh, in, in that interview. I not guess. At all. No, there's not, there's not. Uh, it, it's just, it's it's a in because they don't have a perspective of the fight they were just in it they didn't yeah it (laughs) and and to be clear we're not arguing with ryan the emailer no we're really just debating the merits of even talking to them like this in the first place yeah yeah and it it just it 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 evolved into a much larger conversation about you know fighter pay you know ryan had some commentary on fighters getting 
suffer that suffer major injuries and they all they're going to make is 10,000. There was a prior conversation about the ratio between NFL minimum versus what owners make and what the commissioner makes in the NFL as opposed to Dana White and what UFC fighters make on a, a minimum contract. Mm-hmm. Now, I am fairly confident that all injuries sustained in a UFC bout are covered by the UFC's uh, mm-hmm. brand for rehabilitation, surgery, healthcare. So there was a female fighter from she either lives in San Diego or is from San Diego. She she's not a, was it Misha Tate that went on Joe Rogan's podcast and talked about this exact thing with him. And that for her, it got hairy as far as some of the head trauma she had sustained. Speaking of head trauma, say that word. (laughs) Um, And whether or not it fell under their umbrella of coverage. Mm. Mm -hmm. I know who you're talking about. It's not Misha Tate. She fights in Bellator now. She just actually won the, defended the title. Oh. And I cannot... Mm -hmm. I will know it as soon as I hear it. She talked at length about this, but I, I have a, a take on it whenever you guys are ready. I don't want to, I don't want to step on your, no, go ahead. Your, your breakdown. So the, here's the thing. I get it. Let me, it wasn't Chris Cyborg. Um, <laughs> how many, she fights in Bellator. Are you sure? Yes. It looks like Bellator only has one women's champion. Mm. Oh, Liz Liz Caramouche, but it wasn't her. No, it was Liz Caramouche. On oh, Rogan's yeah. podcast? That could yeah. be, yeah. She's been on a few times. Because she has talked at length about doing... Fighting out of San Diego by way of Okinawa, Japan. Yeah, okay. Yeah. She was the first woman to ever set foot in an octagon in the oh, UFC. Wow. Okay, fair enough. I, I didn't think it was her. It doesn't matter. She talked about it. Here's the problem. And I, I didn't, you, you can't compare what an NFL player makes to what an owner makes. And here's why the owner assumes 100% of the risk. Let's, let's use the Rams as an example. The Rams are owned by a man named Stan Kroenke, who has more money than anyone. His wife, independently as by way of her being a Walmart heiress has more money than anyone. The Rams won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, there are many articles written every year about what that does financially for your organization. Um, if Stan Kroenke paid for SoFi stadium cash, turns out that many billions can buy you something pretty cool. This year, the Rams have had a lot of trouble. They have had catastrophic injuries to all of their impact players. Okay. The season has not gone so well. I, I don't know how their tickets and merch have sold. Let's say that they have every penny they lose this year compared to last year. They don't go to Matt Stafford and say, Matt, cut us a check for this. <laughs> they don't go to Sean McVay. Well, he's a coach. That's a little different. They don't go to Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald and say, hey, cut us a check for this. He pays it. He takes the losses. So he assumes 100% of the risk. So you cannot pay. The, this is this is the, the argument that a player should get paid more than the team owner makes no sense on so many levels. On, and especially in, a, well, the NFL is a little tougher because their contracts are not guaranteed. 
But in a, in a case like Major League Baseball or or really the NBA is maybe the best example of this. The the league makes an amount of money. That money is then split. 50% goes to the owners, 50% goes to the players. That 50% that goes to the players is then divided up amongst each team and each player can get a certain amount of money based on their accolades in the league. LeBron James sells more jerseys than Juan Toscano Anderson. LeBron James makes exponentially more money than him. LeBron James is exponentially more valuable than him. Now the NBA has a salary cap, right? So if the NBA didn't have a salary cap, it'd be like baseball where they Shohei Otani, a team will give him $50 million a year Mm -hmm. because he is worth X amount of wins and they can mathematically measure it on the field. And they know exactly how many jerseys he will sell exactly how many households in Japan will tune in to watch him exactly how many households in America, which equals ad revenue for the team specifically, because they sign, they sign local broadcasting deals worth billions of dollars. So if, if the argument is something along the lines of the UFC fighters should unionize, that's not going to work. And the reason it's not going to work is because they don't all have the same deal. Yep. Right. So let's not pretend for one second that Stylebender is getting paid the same thing as, grant dawson mm-hmm. and one could argue that they are taking the same risk right i would Physically. argue Stylebender is taking more risk oh yes yes and their... if Stylebender wanted to mm-hmm. the the other argument is or the other problem i have with any sort of fighter pay argument i'm not saying they shouldn't be paid more Part of the problem is there's not a lot of transparency so we don't get to see the disparity between what volkanovsky makes and what someone like uh verna yonderoba makes mm-hmm. or what amanda makes versus what uh you know mm-hmm. chris curtis makes we don't we mm-hmm. can assume we know that if you're in a title fight you get some pay-per-view points and if you are the defending champion you get more pay-per-view points right we know that those things seem to be pretty established um the problem with fighter pay is there is not a single fighter on their roster who is there against their will. Mm-hmm. They, in yeah. fact, worked pretty hard to get on that roster knowing what the pay is. Yeah. So, and, and, and I to suppose too. Dana like, will say that, right? You're this, gonna, this is you're not gonna, supposed to be a career. And you're going to be in the UFC for a long time where Maybe. you are gaining the eyes from the ufc rather than the other way around right and like a big thing to kind of bolster your argument too i went to a bellator fight many 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 years ago for free because my friend was fighting on that card mm-hmm. and he had a, a large handful of tickets to go and his section in his row and like less than half of the tickets he had were had butts and seats like he couldn't give the tickets to people to go watch his fight for free let alone somebody pay for it and that's in bellator and he's he was a pro at the time not even an amateur and i mean the ufc has a has you're not going to be able to tell me 350 of the 500 names on the roster and you're not going to most people most people can't tell you more than 10 yeah and and the reality is, is if they're pay, getting paid 10 to show and 10 to win, uh, they're also going to get 100,000 followers on Instagram if they win. You know, they're going to be benefiting outside of it. Uh, 
in the UFC is not going to because that fighter doesn't have t-shirts for sale. But this this is just what this is though, right? So mm-hmm. let's let's take 283 for example. Your, your tickets thing is your t- your point about tickets is well made. Glover Teixeira, Jamal Hill, Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno are uh, those are title fights. The four of those guys if they if they want 12 tickets to the event, they can text whoever at the UFC they interact with that does that and they get the 12 tickets. Do you think that Cody Stamen can do that? No. I'll tell you, the answer is no. Russell Wilson is the Broncos quarterback. He wanted an office at their training facility, like a like a working office with a desk. Don't know why he needs it. The Broncos said, well, we just committed to giving you a quarter of a billion dollars. Here's your office. If Russell Wilson is late for practice, that just means that's when practice starts. Yep. Can the fourth quarterback on the practice squad be late? No, he has to be early. It's just, it's just the way it is. Nope. And the UFC will move an entire card from Las Vegas to LA for John Jones. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. And And, and frankly, how many guys on the roster get that treatment? Exactly. It's it's probably him and Connor. Yeah. 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 Those are the only two. So like it's a it's duly noted uh his Ryan's I mean it's it's fun conversation to have no matter what because I mean whenever somebody's putting themselves on a stage they're inviting criticism and they're fighters so they're inviting injury and they're inviting embarrassment and uh and there's a lot of risk in that but like Dom said all that risk though is is still on the owners you know dana white his entire career could be ruined if he hires uh, a slightly more tweaked out greg hardy (laughs) that snaps and like attacks a bunch of people at a bar i mean mike perry was uh (laughs) probably an incident away from collapsing the ufc did you hear that mike perry signed a bout agreement with with uh paul what with jake paul and and jake paul hasn't signed it (laughs) Mm, interesting mike Mike perry posted a bout agreement between him and jake paul and he's like where are you at although that could totally be a fake bout agreement that he just filled shit in (laughs) i heard that uh cowboy cerrone was petitioning for a boxing match with uh jake paul recently as well really Mm -hmm. jake i heard i heard yeah, Donald Cerrone's too small to fight Jake Paul. Um, what if he's on the sauce? He Ooh. is on the sauce. He's been talking about it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, so maybe all, a sauced up Cerrone would be pretty all that fun. Juice, but Cerrone's kicks are like so important for his game. I don't know if he could really outbox Jake. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Which is strange to say, but um, Mike Perry. Mike That'd be Perry? a fun brawl. <laughs> that would be a brawl for sure. I would like to a see show. that. I was telling Ryan, Dom, while you stepped away, that Mike Platinum Perry posted an image of a signed bout agreement between him and Jake Paul that he has signed, but not Jake Paul. Interesting. Yeah. And that's weird to say that, <laughs> that a Jake Paul, Mike Platinum Perry boxing match would be interesting. I think uh, at this point, I would have to pick Jake Paul. I, I know it's, it's strange to say, but I would do the same. Yeah. 
Probably by knockout. Probably. Yeah. Well, what else should we talk about if there's anything to talk about? It can be a shorter episode. Well, we we appreciate the the mailbag and we'd love more of them. I I just yeah. think the the fighter pay argument it, it honestly it's a, I, I, it's, a to, it's a sticky complex discussion. See, I don't think it's that complex. In the UFC, you're going to get paid what you generate. Yeah. Especially with more promoters around. Like when they can hop ship and go somewhere else, do it. Like if we're we're seeing it in real time with Kayla Harrison, she mm-hmm. didn't come to the UFC presumably because they didn't offer her enough money, or mm-hmm. the structure of their contracts was such that the the PFL one was better, and that's she made a million dollars for that fight. That uh, that we I don't know which I don't remember which fight, not the title fight, the one one or two before that that we just happened to talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. The UFC is not going to pay her a million dollars for a fight. And not she's like, way. well, I'd rather have the money. And and I celebrate that. I wish more fighters would do it, but I'm tired mm-hmm. of hearing about the complaint. Honestly, we'll get into some choppy water here. I don't care. This is the WNBA argument. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Nobody WNBA players don't talk about equal pay to NBA players anymore because enough of the public was like, hang on. What, mm-hmm. Women don't even go to your games or watch on TV. <laughs> you don't generate you can we can measure this you don't generate the money that the nba does that's why you don't get paid what the nba it's not it's not a gender thing mm-hmm. it's just the way that it is it's a notoriety thing i mean we can attest to it when you go to a ufc fight you know after nobody the even card, shows up until the main card starts yeah nobody shows up till the main card starts a b when you're leaving and you're looking at all the merch you know when people are out all the main yeah. fighters are gone. You know, the lar- the the XLs and the large Israel Adesanya are gone. That's you, that's the way it is. But you it, want- but here's the thing. Amanda, Amanda sells out of stadium, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. The, so she gets paid. Yeah, of course as well as she should. So does Valentina. Yeah. So does Rose. Rose Let's talk about paid. Rose. Let's talk about your girl, your new favorite fighter. <laughs> Do you see what happened to her? What happened to her? I didn't. She got she got tapped in. Was it sixty five seconds? It was she very quick by Jillian match? Robertson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, of course, Jillian Robertson. <laughs> Jillian Robertson's great at jujitsu. She is. She yeah. is really good at jujitsu. Oh, did uh, you see? Uh, shit, Lauren Murphy got announced to be fighting somebody interesting. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sixty five seconds. Yeah, she got tapped in sixty five seconds. Uh, who's Lauren Murphy gonna fight? Shit. I don't know. Loma Look Boon Me is coming back too. She's fighting again soon. I like her. Shit. I got to look up who Lauren Murphy was going to fight now because it's going to bother me. <laughs> that uh, uh, Luke Boomy fight, that's on a fight night. Is that coming up? Fight night? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. That's in three weeks. That's it. That's it. Uh, 283. Uh, where the heck is it? Nobody says the Williams sisters are underpaid in tennis. Do you know why? Because <laughs> they're not. Because they're not underpaid. That's why. They are either properly paid or maybe slightly underpaid. But I, you know, I don't really know how tennis money works. I, you know, the the fighter pay 
athlete pay thing in general to me, you're going to, you're going to get paid what you generate. It's just the way it is. I don't know how one FC or Bellator work, but it, or I didn't even know Ryzen was still a thing. So in Japan. Yeah. And that, that was like the closing argument for Ryan's email. You know, he made a lot of commentary around bald people and then that we should all go watch Ryzen because at least they put on a fun show. <laughs> Ryzen is pretty fun. He made comments <laughs> about bald people. Yeah. Dana White Dana and Joe White. Rogan. Both being oh. <laughs> bald, bald uh, UFC acolytes. <laughs> I well, okay. So Jessica Andrade, by the way, that's who she's fighting. Wow. Really? Yep. That, so that's a one twenty five fight. So that's another look, Andrade. Look, me is fighting. Club. No, Lauren Murphy is fighting. Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy. Yeah, yeah. and okay. that is also at two eighty three with Burns, Magny, mm-hmm. Davis, and Figueroa, Moreno, Jamal Hill, Texiera. Which is funny. I actually have that on the screen in front of me, and I was shows you how. <laughs> and is that Shogun yeah. on this card too? Uh, maybe, I think so. And yeah, then sure uh, is. the sure next card is February fourth at the Apex. Derek Lewis and Sergey Spivak. <laughs> Derek Lewis, man. I... Yeah. Oh, and uh, oh, okay. also Fight Night. Uh, shit, no. Uh, March eighteenth, no, March twenty fifth. UFC on ESPN 43, Macy Barber and Andrea Lee. That's going to be a fun one. <laughs> we like Macy Barber. I like Macy Barber. I like Macy Barber in that fight, actually, quite a bit. But she looks a little bit, she's she's looked a little standoffish in her last couple. But I am also might be thinking of uh, Dern. I get her and Mackenzie Dern mixed up sometimes. <laughs> uh there's some good fights coming up this year. Yeah. We, have, we have things to talk about. Next week, we will actually make P&P picks, which is cool, because there will be fights to talk about. And I'm looking forward to I, that. We so have that's the Kelvin fight, right? Yeah. We yeah. have not had UFC in... Almost a month it, by the it's, time fights come around. It's, yeah, too long. Yeah, about a month. Mm-hmm. Some some good fights on this card too. Uh, Sajar Eubanks and Kahueda are fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sajar was... Eubanks, the the tough champ that never was. That's right. Uh, Nurma Gamedov is fighting. Is it Ketlin Vieta and Raquel Pennington? Uh, Dan Ige is on this card. It's, it's not a not a bad way to dip our toe back into the UFC action for the year. No, not at all. Dan, 50K Ige. I'm all about that. Yeah. I just remember him for that Khabib fight. Yeah. Didn't he fight Khabib? Like no. on 10 days notice? No. You're thinking no, of uh, Rage Now, Iaquinta. Yes, that's right. Yep, yeah. I am. He took it on 24 hours notice. <laughs> 24. Because they were weighing in Max Holloway for it, and they wouldn't let him. Yes, they wouldn't let him. There was a the, the doctors cut. wouldn't allow him to continue cutting weight. And correct me if I'm wrong, was that card in New York? Yeah, and what kind of is yes. shitty too is Ally Aquinta. Oh uh, no, um, Paul Felter was still on was on that card too, and like he was higher ranked than Ally Aquinta at the time, but they didn't give it to him for some reason. So hmm. you're saying Max Holloway was going to fight Khabib? Yeah. Yes. That, was that would have been a fun minute and a half. 
Wasn't that the fifth time that Tony Ferguson got hurt when was, he tripped? Yeah. That was literally the one where he tripped on the cable and it mm-hmm. was like, this is never going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if you trip on a cable and you tear your PCL or MCL, whatever <laughs> it was, like something else is at play here. <laughs> yeah. Final destination level shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. th- things have not looked up for Tony really since that moment, have they? Damn. No. You're right. You're right. It was uh, just a whole series of unfortunate events that led to just a string of knockouts. Yep. It's yes. wild that he was the interim champ. Like he he actually was the champion for Tony a was? Yeah. Yeah. He was the interim champ for didn't he defend it once too? No. Yeah, how do you defend you, the interim title? You can't defend the interim belts. Aaron, I'm not sure Are you, you always sure? understand how interim belts work. Are you sure that you can't defend it? Yes, I am. I I'm I'm like I'm like pretty sure. That you can of defend what? an interim title? Or they vacate it from him or something. Because he never lost the interim title. No, he did. He he got beat by uh, Gaethje. Was that for the interim title? When When is it that you suppose he was the interim champion? That would have had to have been 2019. He beat. Uh, you're saying he beat Cowboy for the interim title in June of 19. I, I disagree. No. When was it? Yeah, that was Cejudo Marais too. Because um, before and in UFC, fact, that was, no, that was just a lightweight belt. Because at the press conference, he had a fake belt and put it on the ground, and Khabib kicked it before 238. <laughs> So he definitely was at some point. <laughs> uh oh no. Nope. What? Need... Sorry. No, 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 no. Okay. Here we go. He submitted Kevin Lee at 216. Okay. For the to interim. become the uh yeah, to become he was stripped due to injury. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So he won the interim belt off of Kevin Lee. Uh, in 2017, and then it was stripped to the injury, and then okay. he fought one year later against Anthony Pettis. And but that was that was on the Khabib McGregor card, and he did not. That was not for a title. Yeah, they stripped. And it then from Ferguson and Gaethje fought for what must have been a vacant title at that point, mm-hmm. mm. or for another interim. Another interim. Yeah. Yeah. Was that right after Khabib retired, maybe? No, because Gaethje got his ass beat by Khabib, too. Yes, he mm-hmm. did. Yeah, he got the And intro. then he retired. <clears throat> so why didn't Khabib fight? Ramadan. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ramadan. That's why he didn't fight. So they gave it to Gaethje. Hard to train when you're not drinking <clears throat> water or eating during the daytime. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I would imagine it is. Um, yeah, so no, you can't defend the the interim title. No can defend. It well, is that you just that fight it, to unify it against whoever has it. Yes, that oh, and he he yeah. No, you that could sense you could why, win yeah. a vacant title fight and then defend it. Of course. 
I was, I think what it was mistake, what was confusing me was that he won the interim title and then won his next two fights, which were yeah. done for the title. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a strange hit of weird ride. Strange career. Now the, the ending for Tony Ferguson, because there was a point in time where he was like basically mythical. Yeah. He was the boogeyman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Hmm. El Kakui. So 238, that's a that's a fun rewind. So that's Cejudo Marais, maybe not as much fun. That was when Valentina kicked Jessica's head off. Mm. Um, Tony and Cowboy, Jimmy Rivera, Piotr Jan, who was ranked eighth at the time, Tai Tuavasa, Blagoy Imavov, Ivanov, Tatiana Suarez beat Nina Nunez in that fight. Mm-hmm. That was Aljamain Sterling and Pedro Munoz. Yep. Wow. He did the knee. Uh, yep. Calvin Cater and Ricardo Lamas. Zabit Nurmagomedov fought on that card. Eddie Wineland was there. Katie Chooks. That's that's, Chooks. A, that's a good time. I don't see Zabit on this card. Oh, wait. those That's just the main cards. No. No Zabit. Huh. I'm thinking of a different fight. <laughs> Dang. Weird how, how stuff changes. That was June 8th. 2019 is that right 238 that sounds right hmm in chicago hmm how should we wrap up this episode i'm tired i'm ready for bed (laughs) you 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 tell me uh mailbag mailbag 2024 (laughs) Violence really does bring